Hello everyone and welcome back to Easy Natural English with Liam. Today I want to talk to you about which countries are bad at English or which countries are good at English or at learning English. Actually, this is a question I get asked a lot by my students, um, which is why I wanted to talk about that today. So I teach English online now which means I teach students from many different countries and people always say to me, uh, Liam, you know, in my country or the people from my country, we are bad at English. We have a bad system for learning English and yeah, we don't learn English very well. And I hear this from people in almost every country. I think most people think that their country or you know people from their country are the worst at English but um, I don't think there's a particular pattern um, I think what really makes a difference is the type of student not like not your nationality not the country you come from but the way that you study so in today's video um, I'm going to talk a bit about uh, some differences between different countries and then I'm going to talk about what makes a good student. So from my experience of teaching English, I'm going to tell you what all my best students did. But first, yeah, there, I want to talk about some differences between uh, countries. So there are some individual or particular problems that each country has and it will depend on what your native language is. So for me to understand my students' mistakes, it helps if I can speak their language. And, you know, I speak French at a pretty fluent level and I'm getting there with Japanese. I've been studying Japanese for a long time. So when French students or Japanese students make mistakes, I can understand why because I understand their language a bit. So that's what really affects your English is like the way you express things in your mother language, your mother tongue or your first language um, or the grammar that you use in your language or the kind of expressions you use in your language. So for example, when I speak to a Japanese student and they make a particular mistake, I think Ah, yeah, that's how you say it in Japanese, but that's not how we say it in English. And I can do that a little bit with Spanish students too. I know a bit of Spanish, so I see the same thing with people who speak Spanish. I think, ah, yeah, that's how you say it in Spanish. So it's really normal that our own language will affect the language we're trying to learn. Just the same with English speakers trying to learn other languages. We try to say things the same way that we say in English. So that's gonna have a uh, an effect on the language you're learning. So then people whose languages are closer related are always going to have a bit of an advantage. So I told you I study French and Japanese. Well, these days I'm mostly just studying Japanese, but um, I realized that studying Japanese for me as an English speaker is going to take much more time than studying French because French is also uh, a language that comes from Latin. English has a very big Latin influence. A lot of our vocabulary is very similar. 
our grammar structure is very different in a lot of ways, but compared to Japanese and English, it's much closer together. So the time it took me to become comfortable in French、um, was much shorter. To be honest, I was a bit of a lazy student when I studied French. I would study very hard, then I would stop studying, and then I would start again, and I would stop. You know, I kept going in and out of studying French. And it was only a small amount of time I spent before I became quite comfortable speaking and understanding French. But Japanese, I'm studying every day, all the time. And, you know, I can understand、uh, most things that I watch or listen to now. But still, when I speak, it's very hard for me to speak. And I think that is because just the way we express things in English and, you know, the order of our <clears throat> the order of our thoughts in English compared to Japanese is very different. So, if your languages are far apart, you do need to work a bit harder and a bit longer, but I think you can still get there in the end. you know So, I've been talking about French and Japanese, and I have met Japanese、uh, English learners who are much better at English than some French,、uh, French learners that I've met. So, the big difference is not exact. So, it can help you to have a language that's closer to English, but it doesn't mean it's impossible if your language isn't close to English. And I think sometimes people use that as an excuse. <laughs> I hear a lot of English speakers who try to learn Japanese for a little bit and then they give up and they say, ah,、oh, Japanese is too difficult. They have Too many characters, you know, their writing is too crazy or their language is too different, and they just give up.、Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's a good excuse to give up because there are many yeah, English speakers who learn Japanese to a very high level, and there's many Japanese people who learn English to a very high level. So, yeah, it's not an excuse. If your language is far away, it just means you need to work a little bit harder.、Um, but the thing that I notice. That、uh, really makes a big difference is how much natural input you get. And you probably, if you've listened to my channel for a while, you might know that I'm going to say that. But I think it's very important to study grammar. It's very important to、um, yeah, use a grammar guide or use a textbook or have a teacher and learn about grammar. But The grammar, understanding grammar will give you a kind of foundation. But to actually build the house, to actually speak anything close to a native speaker, or to really understand anything close to what native speakers are saying, you need to get a lot of input.、Um, I've been teaching English for a long time, and I've had students, many students, who can pass very high. Level、uh, English exams and their knowledge of English grammar is very good. If you ask them a question about an English grammar rule, they can tell you. But when they speak, they're still very slow.、Uh, they make mistakes. They have a lot of trouble understanding like real English. And then I've had a lot of students who would just watch YouTube videos or watch movies or listen to the radio, learn English through songs. And those students would have better pronunciation, they would sound more natural, they would speak more correctly, they would understand better, 
and the English just all round would be better. So uh, if you're listening to my channel, then you're already listening to some natural English. You know, I make it a bit easier for you, but this is really what you need to be doing uh, as much as possible is just listening to native speakers and reading what native speakers write and yeah, getting lots of input and you'll start to build up an idea of how to express yourself in English because even if your language is, is close to English, it's probably still going to be different. You know, I keep coming back to my example with French and Japanese. French, you know, France, the country is right next to the UK and French people came to the UK for a long time and really uh, it affected the English language. So a lot of English language has been yeah, very much affected by French and also by Latin, which is the origin of French. Um, but even still, I made so many mistakes speaking French by trying to say things that we say in English because uh, like, for example, in English, we use this word should, you know, we always say you should watch this movie and it means I think it's a good idea or it's late now. I should go to bed, meaning I think it's a good idea that I go to bed. So I was trying to translate should into French and I was saying it all the time. And it was only after a long time that a French friend told me, Liam, when you say that, it sounds really unnatural. And also it doesn't quite make sense. Uh, but I didn't know for a long time because I kept trying to kind of translate my English into French. But when I started to watch more French movies and listen to more French radio, then I heard what people did say. And I realized, oh, people are not using this word should in French, like the translation of it. They're expressing things differently. Um, yeah, so it's really important to just get lots and lots of input. Um, and it's something I really noticed now with Japanese because it's very different from English. There are many things that people say in Japanese, which we just don't even have a translation for in English. Sometimes my students ask me like, Liam, how do I say blah, blah, blah? And they say something to me in Japanese and I have to tell them like, well, we just don't say that in English. <laughs> So in that moment, we just don't say it. So um, like I'll give you an example. So um, in, uh, in Japan, there's a culture that when you enter somebody's house, there's a phrase that you say and it means kind of like sorry for disturbing you, sorry for coming into your private space. But if you said that in English, if you entered your friend's house and said like sorry for disturbing you, your your English speaking friend would be confused because in English speaking countries uh, we would think, well, I invited you, <laughs> I asked you to come in. So why are you apologizing? You see, so there's a lot of like cultural differences that you can learn also through input, through movies, TV shows, YouTube, radio. So, yeah. You probably guessed I was going to say this because you know I'm a big fan of input, but really natural input is what's going to make a big difference uh, with you learning English and it's going to improve your pronunciation too, which is also, yeah, something that can depend on the country. Um, 
you know, for example, yeah, people in France have trouble pronouncing the R, the letter R in English, because their R sounds like R. So then when they speak English, they have trouble pronouncing that. Um, people in Japan, they have a very different phonetic system. So when they pronounce English, they tend to add uh, extra vowel sounds at the end of words. Um, yeah, people in Spanish also have trouble with English R and English vowel sounds. So every country has trouble with pronunciation, but your pronunciation will get better if you do more listening because you will really get used to the sound of English. Your brain will start to be able to hear the difference between those similar sounding noises and you'll be able to create them too. So yeah, to summarize, uh, I don't think any um, any particular country is bad at English. You know, you can go online and you can look at statistics and you'll see that uh, countries like, um, you know, Norway or Sweden or Holland, like Netherlands, are very good at English. But I think it's just because they're studying English at school from a much younger age. So it's really just about how much time you spend and how good your studying method is. That's really what's going to make the difference. Um, yeah, so if you're from a country and you're thinking, oh, I can't learn English because I'm from blah, 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 that's not true. I'm sure there are people in your country who have a very high level of English and you can do it too. You just have to keep studying hard, spend a lot of time, get a lot of practice and you will get there. <laughs> so if you want to practice your speaking, then come and talk to me on uh, italki. So like I mentioned earlier, I teach online. So whatever country you live in, you can take a lesson with me online and I can help you with any of these small grammar problems or pronunciation problems you have. Yeah, and yeah, you can have a good chat and we can get to know each other. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening today. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe and comment on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow and review the uh, podcast. And I will see you all back here next time.